0: Get ready, you are now listening to Talk of the Town with
1: Jill and Carmen, the one and only podcast for the Mount Mansfield community. It doesn't matter if you just moved into the
2: area or you are a fifth generation Vermonter. This podcast is sure to delight you and inform you. Go ahead, sit back, and relax. Here are your hosts, Jill and Carmen. well hello and welcome to talk to the town with jills and carmen hello hi carmen how are you today i'm well how are you i'm doing pretty good good little chilly yeah so last week last couple of weeks we had our um, summer that came in late it was like somebody ordered summer off of wish <laughs> that was me <laughs> Yeah, so it, it arrived and it was good. And I went swimming. You did. I did. I was.
3: I went for a walk with a friend. Well, we were supposed to go for a walk, and I said, "Hey, wait a minute. We're dying here of the heat, I'm sweating. How about if we go to the river and see if we can handle the water?"
2: And you can October
3: fourth, and we're we're in the water. Amazing. It was beautiful.
2: <laughs> wow.
3: I mean, I was grateful. I did. I was one of those that prayed. Please, let's have some more summer. Yeah. Because I didn't feel ready, you know? I mean, I, I, I'm with I you. I think we've talked about this before. We're just like, where did it go? Wait a minute. There, uh, there's still that longing of that rest that comes with summer, mm-hmm. with the, the, the nice weather. So yeah. we had a couple weeks of it. We
2: did. We did have a couple, <laughs> couple good weeks. It didn't rain. Um,
3: yeah, it was, it was nice.
2: I'll take it.
3: But now we went from 80 to
2: yeah, 54. F- <laughs> fall moved right in real quick. The leaves, um, they're dying real quick. They are dying. But so it was like, you know, the the foliage season came later, I think, than normal. Um, really? Yeah, Be- I think so. Well,
3: because I've read articles about the photosynthesis of the, with the chlorophyll. And because there's so much rain that it screwed that up. Mm-hmm. And so we, our trees went early. Some of our trees are just, they're already gone. The leaves are already fallen.
2: Well, I know that the rain is going to take them down, um, but I just feel like, I I know that there was some complaints from some people who who had gone to Stowe and it was like, there's no foliage. Where's the leaves? They haven't changed.
3: Yeah, they probably won't. If they haven't already, we'll, this, we'll so find this, out, This right?
2: was at, at kind of at the end of September when people were thinking the leaves should have turned. And so this past...
3: Which is true. They do turn around that time.
2: Yeah, but it was a little later, and we, we got I it. I get
3: what you're saying.
2: We got it. It mm-hmm. wasn't as good as no. as we have seen, but it still is good.
3: Oh, my gosh. You know, when we went up to this past weekend, we mm-hmm. went to Peak And... Um, I just, I love the the mountain. Uh, yes, I love reds. And when there's like, it's just popping of one color. And another area is popping of another color, yellow. But there's something about when you see a mountainside and there's still greenery in the midst of the colors.
2: Yeah.
3: And it's like art. You've got the multiple colors and that green pops out. And I don't know why. And I don't know if you can imagine what I'm even saying, but it's just it, it just paints a different picture. And I just I love that.
2: It, it's very picturesque. Mm. Yeah. So we we did get it. And um, it's just one of those great. It's another reason why we live in this area, even when love the it. foliage isn't as good as it can be or should be or whatever. It's still
3: really good. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Because it's not green. <laughs> it's
2: color. It's color. And then every it once in a while so cool. you'll see
3: some bright brightness. But I did notice though, because I read that article from a weather forecaster about, you know, describing how it works. Too much rain this year and mm-hmm. what you can expect. And I noticed coming back from Jay Peak, I was looking at the river and all the trees along the river. There's a lot of them that are still green. And I, I was just questioning, are they even going to turn? Are they just, the leaves just going to fall, which can happen because of over flooding. And uh, I was like, aw.
2: <laughs> Those poor trees have been through quite oh a bit this gosh. year. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, they
3: have. But we it was still pretty. We still really enjoyed our drive. Yep.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I took a drive. I've taken a few drives, but uh, I drove up over Silly Hill last week, and the it was just popping, and it was like, it's so beautiful. Yeah. I love Vermont. I love this area. We, we just, we got it going on here. We do.
3: We yeah. do. And people, you know, when we meet up with people, they're like, oh, we're here for the foliage. Yeah. And it's, and, and oh, like I met the, the, the new, uh, well, I don't know if she's not new anymore, but we had to go to Mount Mansfield Hospital yesterday for our dog. So we met the new vet. Mm -hmm. Or the vet that I haven't met yet, right? Because there's two now. And uh, she's from California. And I'm like, why you come all the way from there to Vermont? You know, because it's cold and all this stuff, right? And you're you're just curious. And uh, the foliage. Foliage was one of the the main top things that she said. Really? Yeah, she just loves the foliage. The seasons. The four seasons. And I'm like, you know, when I was in Arizona for a month, I missed it. As much as I complain about the rain, there's no clouds. I mean, you know, <laughs> the clouds form. form. They're, it's pretty mm-hmm. when you see a storm come in or the rainbow. And, but when you're in the sunny Arizona all month long and all you see is blue sky and sun, you start craving some, what do you call that, some variety. <laughs> yeah, so I better not complain. I have to keep thinking of myself,
2: Yeah. <laughs>
3: you know, thinking about that. <laughs>
2: I don't know if so. As I'm sitting here bragging on the foliage and the state and just how much I love it, you're talking to you're talking about some lady who was in California. Yeah. And I'm going. I can think of a lot, whole lot of other reasons why I'd leave that state. No, not just to leave.
3: (laughs) Yes. Oh, no, great. it's more of why did you choose Vermont when you when you chose to yeah, move somewhere? That that's really sense. what I meant to say. That
2: makes more sense. <clears throat>
3: Not why did you leave California? is an
2: arm length list of, of reasons to leave the state. <laughs> but where do you go?
3: Yeah. So, you know, it, it's fascinating to hear people when, when they, they, they make a move like that. And what's what are the reasons? Mm-hmm. And so when, when people do move to Vermont, they like the slower paced life. Right. We have yeah. these. We have these reasons that we hear over and over again. Yep. The the the, the mountains and the foliage and the, the, the lake and you know. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I used to live in Southern California. Um and I do love it, but uh I just I love Vermont more. So Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. If, if you're I... from California and you're listening, I'm not trying to pop off <laughs> in the state, all right. <laughs> it's a good state.
3: Yeah. Well, I know cuz you know, we're coming up on empty nesting here and you can't help but think, well, what's is there another step? Where are we staying? Where are we going? What are we doing? What's our life going to look like? And you always wonder, oh, the nice hot weather, you know, right? You talk about sometimes going to the Dominican and yeah. And you, and you just talk about these things and dream. And I'm like but when I'm down there, if I if I end up moving in 10 years or whatever, I would be thinking about up here,
2: <laughs> the four seasons. Yeah, you miss and, that. Ah,
3: oh, my my sister. But that's the thing she misses. The
2: other side of it, though, is in California, you don't have to get up early and shovel sunshine.
3: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is true. Yeah, it's yeah, true. and as you get older.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Yep.
3: But there's a lot of old people in Vermont. Hard, die hard, independent you know people who can survive yeah who live here and they do it they do it i'm like what's wrong with me <laughs> every time it snows oh do uh, no, i gotta go outside and snow again <laughs> but when you're done don't you feel invigorated
2: no the exercise then the plow guy comes and pushes it back <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's not it's, it's like clockwork you know
3: <laughs> yes there's that
2: dude but so, I mean, anyway, <laughs> the snow will be here soon enough. Let's not depress <clears throat> ourselves.
3: Although I did hear the four letter word on well, the weather, the what do you call it? The, the, the National Weather Service, right up on Mount Mansfield? Yeah. Snow in the Adirondacks.
2: <laughs> you know what they say that when sn- you see snow on the mountaintop in, in six weeks, it's in the valley.
3: Within six weeks of seeing snow.
2: Yeah, so when we see okay. snow up on, on the top of Mount Mansfield, within six weeks it'll be down here in the valley. Okay. So never let's heard not, about let's that. Not push it.
3: <laughs> well, that's what my husband said this week, because you know, we're used to eighty degrees for two weeks. Uh, and nice. then all of a sudden it's down to fifty four and you're you're kind of shivering, right? Because it's a it's a big change. And he's like it feels like snow and I'm like, Oh brother, don't be talking.
2: <laughs> yeah, come on, don't be talking like that. Oh, gosh. But the thing anyway. is, here we are. We're, we're talking about fall. Yep. And then we get sidetracked and start talking about winter. No,
3: but wait a minute. Sometimes my backyard, I see Mount Mansfield. My backyard has snow on the top, and it's all fall foliage at the bottom. You can mm-hmm. have both. You
2: can. <laughs> and there's some cool pictures out there of snow on top of um, over in Willoughby.
3: Mm-hmm. Mount Pisgah. We just hiked that. Oh my gosh, it's my favorite lake. Yeah, same. Yeah, it's just beautiful.
2: But it's cold in there. That's yeah, actually, lake.
3: we went hiking on Monday, the week, the nice yeah. week there last week. Uh-huh. We took that day off there, and uh, we uh, on the way home we stopped by and we could people were in the water earlier, and I I felt it. I'm like, you know what? I could go in here right now because I just mountain climbed and I was hot.
2: <laughs> that, that that lake can change a man. <laughs>
3: Maybe I'm just hot-blooded this season of my life. I don't know.
2: I don't know. <laughs> but uh what we're talking today um about winter actually, unfortunately. <laughs> Is it unfortunate? Well, it's coming, you know, it's one of those things whether that's right. or not it's going to be here soon enough. Right? So we want to get you prepared because there's something really cool that's going to be happening. That's right. Yeah. Yeah.
3: It's um we um, do you know their last name? I am so sorry. Here we are uh, doing this thing so and I'm blanking yes, out.
2: <laughs> I, I have seen it and I know that they're going to listen, so I'm not going to say it. We're not but gonna it, butcher it. <laughs> it. It begins with an H, Henault, something like that. Yep, sorry.
3: sorry it's guys. Jimmy and Justine.
2: Yeah, from WakingWord.
3: Yep.org. Waking word yep, yeah. dot org. Wakingword.org.
2: And uh they're going to be to be doing an nativity play at Christmas time. And leading up to it, they're they've got kids that they that they use for this play, and so uh, if your kids want to be part of it, th- here's the deal: we're gonna let you listen to them because I'm not gonna say it, right?
3: Right, let them talk about it. We're gonna but, let them talk. You know, about we know it. Christmas and the nativity they go together, and we know that anytime there's live nativities, they they sell out. Whether it's a play, you know, whether it's outside, yeah, um, there's just something about the story. Associated with Christmas and people love it so we brought them in um, because they're already having an impact in this community they have workshops for children and they'll explain it but this is why we we um, and, and they're so gifted in passing on life skills through their gifts. Um, And through these workshops, and um, so we're going to let you listen in and really get a glimpse of what we're talking about.
2: So this is an extremely talented couple, Mm -hmm. family, that is, uh, there's so much fun to talk to. Uh, You know, we had a great time um, when when we spoke to them, when we had a conversation, but I I have gotten the chance to, to meet them and speak with them. And they just blow me away. They're so much fun to be around. They got life. Mm-hmm. and a beautiful family
3: uh, and they so, just love kids and they, they want to do. they want to impart you know um skills to yeah. kids through their their giftings of art and media and etc
2: Yep, they're infectious people so mm-hmm. we are going to let you listen to the conversation that we had with justine and jimmy
3: hello well welcome we're talking here with jimmy and Justine from Waking Word, and, uh, and I'm here with Jill's again, interviewing.
2: Yeah, we're just having a conversation.
3: That's right. Interviewing. We're conversation. Yeah,
2: we're just converting.
3: <laughs> converting.
2: Conver- yeah, whatever it is. <laughs> Conversing.
3: <laughs> we're trying to be improv here. Welcome. We're so glad you're here and that you decided to join us. Um, Yeah. So we invited you because we want to know a little bit about who you are and um, and then what it is you do with Waking Word. We are fascinated with that. And um, we've heard some things. We've read the website and we were impressed. So why don't we just hand it off to you and um, start with um, Do you want to start with some of the crazies?
2: Yeah, absolutely. All
3: right. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what is your most regrettable fashion choice?
1: Ooh. Okay. Well, yeah. I'll go first. All right, Uh, Jimmy here, and I, I would say my most regrettable fashion choice was regrettable because of the process, not because of the look. So I, uh, I was maybe 14 or 15, and uh, I decided. What I needed in my life was um, short hair, like frosted tips. It was very important to me to get this, and I somehow convinced uh, my parents that this was a good investment. And it really is an investment of time and money. And I would have to go in every month. And uh, if anyone's ever had it done, they put this plastic cap on you, and they stick this metal rod in to pull little bits of hair out and to to paint it. But the The person I went to, and I've heard most people's experiences are not that bad, but the person I went to was not a gentle individual. (laughs) So it was just getting hit in the head with this (laughs) metal rod repeatedly for about 45 minutes every month. And I lasted longer than I thought. I went back a number of times and then one day I just thought to myself, you know what, (laughs) Maybe, maybe this process is just a bit much. And I look back on it and I think what a time and a place. You know, and uh, it's interesting to look back at pictures and see it, because at the time you feel like you have this like rock star look. And then you look back and you're like, I kind of just look like me with just slightly lighter hair. And the but the process was pretty extreme. So I think that maybe um, that's one of the ones I'm like, if I could go back, I probably wouldn't wouldn't go through all that again.
3: That sounds like it answers the one of the questions. That's the funniest or crazy craziest things you've ever done i don't know
1: (laughs) i don't know know about that
0: um similarly to jimmy i think for me one of the the more regrettable choices for um rewind um i think that one of the things i did in the past that is probably pretty regrettable was um, similar to jimmy was a hairstyle that i had in mind and i wanted a friend of mine to lighten front of my hair to make it look like it framed my face for my senior photos and so we went to her house and she grabbed a bottle of sun in and i was like okay just the front part around my face and she sprayed my whole head and so my whole head ended up turning
1: orange <laughs>
0: <laughs> my, my hair was a bright <laughs> pumpkin orange and i tried to make it seem like it was okay and it was cool and i was having senior pictures taken soon and so I decided, well, I've got about a month or so before those pictures are coming. Maybe I'll just try to grow my hair out. And, you know, the time came and it wasn't turning any, you know, (laughs) any other color other than orange. So I decided to go to the salon and I told them, look, I want all the unhealthy coloring cut off. And I went in and the guy said, are you sure you want me to do that? You know, your hair is going to be about two to three inches long. And I said, yes, I just want a clean cut. I want it to natural hair color and I want all the health unhealthy dead ends cut off and so he said okay and he cut all of my hair off and I had about two to three inches as I said of hair and (laughs) when he finished and he spun me around I looked in the mirror and I looked about 20 years older than I actually was I looked like one of my
1: teachers instead of a student (laughs) instead of a student so when you look at the
0: the photographs I look like like a professor you know it's very in the moment i thought it was the right decision and then the next day i was like why didn't i just have them dye, dye my hair? dye yeah. it back to the right why didn't,
3: I just ask
0: why, didn't them,
3: why didn't he suggest that
0: exactly exactly so that was that was my my big fashion
1: regret so both hair What hair we hair. yeah okay what is
0: it
3: about hair i don't
1: know that's why that's why we work so well together <laughs>
3: yeah. all, right. all
2: right okay so this one's going to be a fun one for you guys if there was any movie you could be in, what would it be?
1: Okay. Can I go first? Yeah, go, go ahead.
0: So, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, all the way. Because <laughs> this movie is so creative. And when I was a child, I read the book, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. And I was inspired by it. I thought it was fascinating to have spaghetti, tornadoes. And I just thought, well, wouldn't this be amazing? You wouldn't have to cook? You know what I mean? Your food just falls from the sky. I'm like, I want to. There. that's where I want to be. All my meals are taken care of. There's ice cream one day and then the next, there's burgers coming from the sky, and I would be in animation. So that would that's something I've never actually experienced before. So definitely Cloudy with a Chance of
1: meatballs. I can attest that she loves that movie. Yeah. yeah. It's because she loves the food. That's Literally, it. That's I like it. to be fed. I think for me, uh, I would... I think I'm, I'm in a lot of ways, sort of a a hobbit at heart, so I would probably go with the Lord of the Rings. Um, And I don't even need to be a main character. I think if I was just off on the side, you know, maybe I was like keeping sheep, but if I could live in the Shire, that would be ideal for me. I, I kind of live that lifestyle whenever possible anyways, just kind of Taking things slow and looking around. Maybe that's why I live in Vermont, actually. It's got a bit of a shire look to it. It could
0: be Jimbo
1: Very Baggins. Jimbo Baggins. Jimbo
2: Baggins.
3: <laughs> Do you know that there is a an Airbnb that is um, I was just gonna it's say shaped this. and they built it like uh, a hobbit?
1: Home is that? Where's that? So it's go in into, Manchester, Vermont. Okay, wow. Yeah, yeah. didn't know. No, now and we'll what probably is it, book it.
3: What is it called? I don't know. How, I don't know what it's called. Um, but you you can either find it and read about it, um, like an onlyinyourstate.com and put yeah. Vermont and then put ins or you know, or go to Airbnb and yeah, just,
1: Google I don't know, just
3: Google, yeah, Hobbit style Airbnbs.
1: So I can live, I can live my, mine out, live but you, out. food's probably mm-hmm. not coming out of the sky anytime soon. <laughs> so you'll have to join me yeah. in the Shire.
3: I guess right, so. in the Shire, That's you'll just, bad you can just cook the food for her.
1: That's it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll throw it at you so it's like. <laughs> <laughs> get on the roof
0: and start dropping it.
3: It's <laughs> funny, yeah, because it's certainly small enough, yeah, short enough. Yeah. yeah, you ought to check that out. Yeah. What about, what's the funniest or craziest thing you've ever done?
1: I, I can tell you the funniest, craziest thing I I almost did and wish I had, it's a, maybe another regret story. But when I was about 17 years old, my, my father really wanted to go see, he wanted to go to the circus. The circus was around and he loves the circus. And he really wanted me to go, and I wasn't really feeling up to it at the time. And I was I was hanging out with a friend of mine, and he, he really wanted to go, and he left. And he, he went to the circus by himself, and I felt kind of bad. And I said, you know what, I'm gonna we're, let's go. Let's go, and let's see him. So we got there, and of course, circus is huge, and it's circular, and I'm walking around looking for him. And sure enough, I find him, and he's got a big grin on his face, and he's so excited. And I go up, and uh, I sat next to him, and I couldn't stay for the whole thing, but I said, I wanted to be here for a little bit with you. And about halfway through, I had to get going. And I was leaving with this friend of mine. And as we we're walking out, the clowns were outside just getting ready to get in their car. You know, it's 45 cl- clowns in a tiny little vehicle. And the friend of mine is terrified of clowns and they took off <laughs> and I walked casually by them. Well, I was trying. And as I was walking by them, I kn- they were all starting to crowd around me. This is right outside the tent and there's nobody around but me and, and all of these clowns. And they start kind of grabbing at me and grabbing my shirt and and, t- and I'm like, okay, they're just giving me a hard time, right? They're just looking for something to do. Then they start guiding me and moving me and, and kind of directing where I walk. And I look over and I'm looking right at their car and one of them opens the door and ushers like I'm going in. And all of these clowns are starting to push me towards this car. <laughs> And I, I still was like, OK, they're going to stop. This is like they're just messing around. But no, like suddenly I'm going in to this car and, you know, there's no seats, right? Everything's taken out so you can they can all fit in there. And I'm like putting my <laughs> hands on the frame of the car and I'm like starting to like resist. You know, I don't want to go. It's this is getting kind of strange. And they're, they're pushing me and pushing me. And so finally, I just pushed off the car as hard as I could to kind of break through. And I just took off and started running. And then as I look back, they all circle the car, they run around and like hop in, and and then the car, you know, the horn, and they, they go into the tent. And I thought to myself, I could have just come out of that car right in front of my dad in the middle of the circus, and that would have been amazing. <laughs> but in the moment when you've got, you know, four dozen clowns. Trying to kidnap you. You know, well, pushing you into a vehicle. That's what I'm you, going through my head. You, what you, are they really doing get, here? You get, <laughs> you get nervous. But then as I saw them going, I thought, if, you know, how of how special yeah. would that have been for my dad to see, me, to see me come out of there? But in the moment, you're not thinking that. You're just thinking, I need to get out of here. This yeah. is creepy. But yeah. so could have been funny. But it was also very crazy from beginning to end, I think.
0: Mm. I can't remember what my craziest thing was. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to have to pass on that one. I can't think about
2: it. It's, it's hard to top. I mean, can I know
0: all <laughs> the crazy experiences compared to me. I was a little more chill growing up. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm going to have to pass on that one. Can we go back to that one later? If I,
3: if <laughs> yes. I remember? If you do, you say, <laughs> I remember. <Okay>. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> all right. Well, then why don't you just go ahead and tell us a little bit about what what is Waking Word?
0: Mm, okay. So Waking Word is a biblical-based children's ministry, and we create media of all different kinds. We have a lot of video series and workshops with kids to basically help them to learn about the Bible in a very creative way.
1: Yeah, and so we're a, a nonprofit ministry located right here in Vermont. And a lot of the work that we do goes out and gets used all over the country and, and actually in some cases in different parts of the world. Uh, but a big part of what we do is workshops with children, which we do right here in Vermont. Um, we have a couple different types of workshops that we do. And the focus of those is really to help children build, build certain types of skills. So there's a lot of teamwork and team building Um, there's also skills like um more theatrical learning how to use media using how learning how to perform learning how to act and these are skills that these children can transfer to other aspects of their life a lot of times it's confidence building um teaching them public speaking Uh, it's amazing when you work in these types of art forms video production or stage you you really don't realize how many skills you're you're pulling together and you're developing and learning. And it's just a, an incredible experience and for us as well to work with all of these children and to see what they create, to see the types of puppets they make or the sets that they build. We just had a workshop um, a few weeks ago and the children built this house that was just absolutely incredible for one of their set pieces all out of cardboard and, and straw and they were able to film it. And it was um, very inspiring for us to see the type of creativity that comes that comes from them as they retell these stories.
2: Yeah, um, you you guys have an amazing um, just your website, and when you click around and you see the videos and and you watch the kids, and I know um, locally here that a lot of the the kids that you that you have acted with, or, or I don't know what you would worked call with. it, worked with, yeah, um, are local. And, and so it's neat for for the people here locally to see. And, um, but you guys have a project coming up right now.
0: So we do, you, Do you want, yeah. you want to talk
2: about that? Because this is a fun, exciting project.
0: Yeah. So we are hosting a nativity workshop starting November 7th for children ages 6 to 13. And we are hosting it at a Catalyst Church on Raceway. And it's all about... Imagine a nativity play basically it's teaching the children how to take on the roles of each of the the Characters from the Bible story of the nativity and really immersing them into that story and bringing it to life Um, So this is a a live performance. Um, I know our past workshops that we have done has been based on um, Popsicle stick characters, but this time it's it's live acting and the children are gonna have costumes and we meet once a week Uh, To practice, to rehearse, to teach the kids about stage um, production, acting, uh, how to project your voice, how to block. um, And am I missing?
1: I I was going to say, I think that this is an opportunity um, for so many children in the community to come together and to work on this production together. Um, And there's a a place for people with all types of interests. So some people really want to act, and there are ample opportunities for that. And, and some are want to be behind the scenes and some want to help build the sets, create the sets. Some want to help with with the logistics. And, um, you know, I think that it takes all sorts of skills to pull something like this together. And so there's going to be multiple weeks of um, getting together and rehearsing and going through the script and working together to, to build the sets and put this all put this all together for the, the final for performance, which is just free and open for everybody to come and to experience here at the Catalyst Church, um, to be, be able to come in and, and watch what the children have put together. And I think it's gonna be absolutely incredible. Yeah,
0: So mark your calendars, December 9th. December 9th is the day it's happening. So we welcome everyone to come and, and give it a good watch.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're gonna be filming this too, right? And then putting it on. So you're gonna film the live show at the end. Yes, and then put it on your website to show people from start to finish what you've done. Correct.
1: Yeah. That's correct. So there's gonna well, people will be able to see how the children pulled this together, a little bit of the rehearsing, the set building, and even be able to see the the final performance too, all online.
3: That's neat. That's really cool. cool. Yeah. And and we know we've done live. You know, the Catalyst Church has done live um, nativities before, and people like like that at Christmas time. You know, right? It's it's just something about the story and what it does for the heart.
0: Absolutely.
3: Awesome. So why don't we shift just a bit? Why don't you tell us how you self-educated to get to this point of being able to train. It's
2: probably not a major in college, right? <laughs>
1: I mean, it
3: doesn't matter whatever it is. Yeah. Um, but you ha- your website proves all the things you've done. Yeah. The kids are smiling, you know, when you watch the the, the events going on. Um, and so you obviously have gotten to a place of, you know, right? It's wakingword.com and you uh, dot, dot org Sorry, okay. wakingword.org And you're becoming an LLC.
1: Uh, actually, we are a registered nonprofit
3: nonprofit. So, you know, I mean, it didn't you didn't get here by accident. So why don't you tell us a little bit about how you arrived here? Sure.
0: I guess I'll go first. Um, so my upbringing, I was very involved in art anything artistic, I was there. So any art club I was a part of, any artistic projects in the classroom, I kind of paved the way for my group projects, like, you know, coming up with ideas and how we were going to problem solve to create things. So that's just been a natural part of my upbringing, Um, taking art classes throughout middle school, in and out of school, and then um, in high school, diving deeply into into art and just being able to try out different mediums in high school and just take whatever classes I could to learn as much as possible and then I went to college for for art and I studied all different kinds of mediums like silkscreen and lithography and black and white photography and woodworking and welding and just wow. it keeps going um wow. so mm-hmm. I was, I've dived into quite a lot of different mediums just to explore how to you know use art to convey messages and to share things. And eventually I did go to, it wasn't college, uh, I did go to college for um, uh, a BFA. So I did, i remember the name, University of Hartford. Um, so I attended University of Hartford and graduated with a graphic design degree, because in graphic design you can pull all of this together. You can pull all of the art mediums that I've all those skill sets in one place. And I also saw a potential future to make an income off of that, where I know some some people sometimes struggle in the art world to find what is my career going to be, you know, once I graduate, and that was a way where I saw um, a way to provide. Um, so I graduated from then and I met Jimmy when I was in high school and all throughout college we both were working on artistic projects, but I'll let him tell you more about that. His at um, self-education.
1: Yeah, I just want to add to one one thing about your history. Yeah, I was going to say as as uh one of the first projects we worked on for Waking Word is called the Craft Stick Bible Stories, and they're craft stick puppets in this cardboard kind of craft world. And Justine pulled them together. You know, she she created these characters, and I was blown away by them. And I said, you know, you know these are amazing. And she said, well, I used to make these when I was a little girl. And so I think that that was really part of this, you know, little, you know, eight-year-old Justine sitting down making craft characters, not ever knowing that she was going to use those to tell stories to kids, um, mm-hmm, you know. And I think that that was a big part of it, too. Sometimes you don't know when you're self-educating, you know. Right. Yeah, I still
0: it's, have it's one. really cool. Really? Like I have one yeah. from when I was a child that I saved. her hair is kind of missing, but that's
2: okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll fix I her still,
0: up. I have one from when I was a child at
1: be we'll put that, that to the museum. Yeah, it's going to go in. Yeah, yeah. the, the and first.
3: That's, and that's interesting point, because what you're doing is is coming alongside the parents, and um, you are helping them. Ex, you, you know, right? That's the exploratory time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's formative years. You're exploring who you are, discovering what you could be good at. And so you have, I know, <clears throat> excuse me, I understand because I've done drama. It covers so many aspects. Mm-hmm. So someone's bound to run into something that they really enjoy. And so that, to me, is a huge impact in- for what you do for the children.
1: Uh, absolutely. absolutely. And I think sometimes just, you know, the workshops is a way we can interact directly and, and help um, transfer these skills or, or help inspire children to think about things in a different way or, or try new types of crafts. But sometimes just the videos that we create telling these stories we've heard from parents or had people email us before showing us their child would watch one of the bible stories that we've filmed with the craft characters and then they would want to go and build their own and they would want to go and, and retell the story and i think that that's an incredible way to um, that people are being inspired to you sometimes you see somebody else's work and you just want to try it and you want to be a part of it and i i think that that's a, another way where a lot of the Justine really is a traditional artist. She has knows so many, so many art forms, and to be able to inspire children to 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 try and to explore is, um, I think, is a, a wonderful a wonderful thing to to give to anyone. Um, and then in terms of me, my background and self education, I. Come from a family of storytellers people who just tell stories all the time and mm-hmm, uh true. i was <laughs> surrounded by that my siblings my parents grandparents uh uncles everybody you'd get together to be story 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 stories stories and i i wasn't until i was older that i realized not all families do that um we would play story games there so was when
0: you met my family <laughs> I'm
1: pretty sure that's when it happened. There, happened <laughs> Um, games were like we'd all sit around in a room and you'd have a little sand timer 30 seconds and someone would start a story And then wherever the timer ended the next person had to take it and had to keep going around So your story would get so changed and come back and you had to just keep going and um, It just I didn't realize it But it was just really instilling in me story structure and and being able to entertain or or You know to come up with something so quickly uh, as I got to be older a teenager. I really fell in love with videography, cameras, editing, and I, I just discovered this whole world of possibilities when it came to storytelling. Um, and uh, I really didn't have big plans when I left high school, and um, my father had decided he had never gone to college, and he he really wished he had. And so my last year of high school, he went to the local community college, and he loved it, and he he, he asked me to just try it, if I would please just try it. So I actually got to go to school with my my dad. We didn't have any classes together, but we'd drive in together. We'd meet up then. We'd have lunch, and uh, I took some classes. I took only what I was interested in. I didn't want anything else. I took theater. I took intro to video animation and writing, which I probably all the things I use to this day. Um, and they ra- they didn't have any more video classes, so I was gonna I was gonna ride off into the sunset, and I ran into this professor who had been a uh, documentary filmmaker in in Italy in the seventies and he was a professor there. And he said, if you want to do video, we can do these one-on-one seminars and I can teach you. And, you know, and so I stayed and I ended up completing my degree there and then went on to a bachelor's beyond that. But it, because he said he was willing to take the time to teach me. Um, and that was incredible. And he, he didn't teach me video. He taught me how to set deadlines and find ways to do projects. Um, which was, I really appreciated, um, And he oftentimes would, we would just drink tea and eat sweets and talk about video and projects. He'd check in on me and he taught me how to go out and just learn by doing. And I think that that's a big part of it. And I've just been doing that ever since.
3: Did Justine like join you for the sweets? Uh, I thought sometimes she ba- actually
0: I was baking. she bakes. she baked meetings. some of them and uh, over- Yeah, to doing that she
1: did bake some of them and she would she would she joined sometimes and um, yeah It was great and he actually invited us over a few times We got to have meals with him and his wife and it was just a wonderful experience and it mm-hmm. was it really helped shape and form um, the early stages of my my video abilities and what I was gonna be able to do production-wise
3: so would you say, would you say then that he was like a, a, an influential person in your career? Absolutely. Um, because that's the next question. Who, who, what or who has been the most influential in you walking out in this, you know, the mm-hmm. waking word?
0: I would say Jimmy's professor for sure was a huge influence on Jimmy. Um, his name's Justin West. So if you're listening, Justin, you're awesome. <laughs> and we thank you uh, immensely.
2: real quickly, does he know what you guys are doing? Has he seen any of your videos? Or Not anything? the
1: most recent. Um, The last time we connected was a couple of years ago, and we were just getting started. So, so now, I think he's now's a good be, time yeah, to
3: show him the website yeah. and yeah. send him the podcast. Yeah. And...
0: We'd love to. We'd love
2: to. <laughs> Sorry, I, I jumped yeah. in there. Uh, so okay. most influential resource? Or... It's a confer- conversation. I think
0: for me, the most influential individuals in my life were all my RT. Tassie in in middle school, she told me that someday I'm going to take her job, which wasn't quite what happened. But I did. I did stay in the the field of art and I am teaching. So technically, I kind of did take on that role. Um, My art teachers in high school, um, they were always a huge influence in um, giving me that path to kind of choose and decide what direction to go into. And um, my teachers and professors in college really got you used to being critiqued. So I can be critiqued to death and I'll survive.
1: (laughs) That's a good skill.
3: (laughs) Yes, it is.
0: So, All of my art teachers were incredibly influential, encouraging. I think they they offered the greatest amounts of encouragement and that helped me to just keep pushing forward and moving ahead and and learning and growing in the world uh, of art.
2: Excellent. I just want to go back to this, this upcoming project and talk about that because well, we're going we're to get to the end of this. But if people want to be part of this, if there's there's kids who want to join, <coughs> register, um, how do they find out? How do they get in touch with you? How do they become part of this?
0: Sure. Um, we welcome parents to uh, register their children on our website at yes. wakingword.org. Uh, we have an events page and the, um, the workshop should be listed there. There's additional information there like the age, um, the cost. We do offer financial scholarships for students since we want everybody to be able to participate um, if they would like to. We don't want um, there to be a financial burden for anybody.
1: Uh, no, I was just going to say, I think the um, if you go to wakingwordorg slash events, you'll see it listed there. Very easy process to, to jump in and, and get registered. And also we'll be putting up on that same page. If you just want to attend, um, it's free. And there's a way to register for that.
2: Yeah, that's it. Um, so there is a cost. How much does it cost?
0: I believe it's $75 for a five five-week session. Yeah. So it's Tuesdays from 4 to 6 starting November 7th through December 5th. And then there is a rehearsal day December 8th, and then December 9th is the Nativity pageant itself. So you you get quite a few weeks of
1: uh, That's training. Mm-hmm. It's cheap. Yeah, $75 yeah. per child. Yep. Yeah. Okay.
2: And and you did say that there's a scholarship if if there's... finances is an issue. Yes. Yep.
0: Yep, they just have to reach out to, to us. Um, so either Jimmy or I, we all, uh Justine at WakingWord.org or Jimmy at WakingWord.org.
2: Is it, is it Jimmy or Jimbo Baggins? <laughs> it's Jimbo Baggins. Yes, <laughs> yes, Jimbo it's, Baggins. Yes. Yeah, Jimbo Baggins. <laughs> so that's awesome. Thank you guys for, for coming out and being part of this. Uh, I know that I have seen your, your websites and I have heard from the students how much it's impacted them. How cool they think it is. So, uh, I think it's awesome, and I know that others do. So, thank you, and we hope that that more people sign up for this.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, we've yeah. already got quite a few registered, so we're already there. We're already started. So, if you are interested, please do register soon.
3: Well, thank you for joining us today. It's really um, great to get to know you, and um, and understand where you come from, and the value of what you're doing. Um, and so we just encourage people to check out the website um, to get more um, about what they do.
2: Yeah, and we'll have that in the show notes too. So.
3: Correct. Yeah. So if, yeah, so great. Thank you again for joining us. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Thank you for having us.
3: You're well, there we have it. Jimmy and Justine. The Jimbo Bagen yeah. <laughs> of,
2: of the Shire.
3: <laughs> yeah, they're gonna have to update us on that when they when they go to the um, the Airbnb, that's uh, a a Hobbit home.
2: The is Hobbit, what it is. The Hobbit hole, yeah. Right here in in Vermont. In, yeah. And yeah, that that's for, I, it. Was so funny that you were talking about it because I was like, oh, I want to tell them about this, and I, I've tried to book it. Have you? I have. Yeah. Um, I don't it's, remember exactly all why it didn't work out, but timing timing was a big thing.
3: Well, I thought of it to be a surprise to my husband. Cause sometimes we surprise each other, but you know, it works well for me because I'm short.
1: Troy. So I'm
3: wondering just how it would work for my husband. Who's taller. <laughs> how did they, how did they make that inside? So you can walk around
2: <laughs> for tall
3: people or short people.
2: <laughs> yeah. But it's, if, if you get a chance to look it up, it's really cool. And they built it inside the the uh, ground. Yeah. And um, the the people who, who own it, built it, they're, Fans, I guess obviously and yeah Because they, they really
3: if you see the pictures they're yeah, like wow they
2: did a great job they with did it.
3: So we're it not getting fun. paid for this anyway we're you not, guys
2: <laughs> if you if you, uh, if you do book let us know we want to hear about it and see about it uh, but anyway enough about that <laughs> yeah uh, Justine and Jimmy thank you guys once again for, for coming in and being part of it
3: yeah I look forward to seeing their live nativity Me actually too.
2: Um, so that's what I was going to say. Let's, let's encourage people to come and be part of it. Either sign up, get your kids or your grandkids there.
3: mm -hmm.
2: And, uh, and if, well, why don't
3: you talk a little bit about, oh, well you did, you actually did during the conversation, but the kids had taken some of their workshops. Yes. And they, um, they raved about it.
2: Yeah. I have spoken to some of the kids and, and that was one of the things that kind of said, yeah, we need to have these guys on Mm -hmm. is, uh, I've had the pleasure of meeting them, but hearing other people in the community who are like, no, they really are nice people. And we like what they're doing. And the parents loved it. And the and the children loved it.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, that was really cool. Yeah. So I, I don't, I mean, my kids are out of the house now, so I don't even know how parents hear about things anymore. I
3: don't know, but.
2: But they yeah, did. But they did. They and... heard about it. And so they, they were part of it. And uh, they
3: talked. That's why we're called Talk of the Town because we're just talking.
2: That's, that's all we do. That's
3: all we're good at Dude. talking.
2: People are like, do you ever stop talking? <laughs> nope.
3: Yeah, but let us know. Let us know what you think of of Justine and and Jimmy and and our podcast. Yes. Um You can let us know through our email, Talk of the Town VT uh, Talk of the Town Podcast Whoever
2: came up with that email, I don't
3: know. Some Joe Schmo here, yeah. sitting right next to me. <laughs> Talk of the Town podcast, vt.org. And, or you can call us and uh, leave a message at uh, 802-858-5534. Um, or you can interact with us on Facebook, Talk of the Town with Jills and Carmen.
2: Yeah. Any one of those ways. Uh, we, we hope to see you at the at the Nativity, because we're going to be there.
3: Yep. Yep definitely hot uh, chocolate i hear
2: hot chocolate bonfire
3: and caroling
2: yeah so they've got a lot of activities they've got a fun day planned I, I don't remember that was what december december 9th 9th that's what i thought yeah. so december 9th which is not that long away i know really when you think about oh, it oh it's not my goodness <laughs> but oh. anyway <laughs>
3: Let's not talk there. Let's Would. let's Yeah. Let's enjoy the weather still and no rain. <laughs> right?
2: Let's do it's that. It's not raining today. It's not <laughs> raining. It's good. Uh, life is good, so.
3: Yeah. So thank you for joining us today. Yeah, I mean, if, we
2: appreciate you.
3: You know, and and if you have an idea of a a a, a someone a leader in the community that has a huge, had a huge impact to you or you witnessed it, just, you know, jot us, jot it down. Let us know. Um, we have a list. So we can't guarantee, but we're certainly looking. Yeah. For.
2: Um, yeah. What yeah. you think. And it doesn't have to necessarily be leaders. Um, no. Okay. Interesting stories. Yes. It lived because, an interesting life. Right. It, there's some people uh, in this in this town in this community that have some very interesting stories that I want to talk to and hear from.
3: Mm-hmm. We're all leaders in a way, so let's just kind of generalize this.
2: <laughs> yeah, J- John Maxwell, who is a leadership guru to the nth degree, his definition of leadership. Is influence
3: that's why we say that yeah.
2: yeah if you have influence you have leadership right and so there's somebody in your life who you have influence with or over
3: I mean it could be your grandmother mm-hmm really I mean some stories I hear of what the you know a grandmother went through and how she impacted and did what she had to do yeah yeah so whatever it-
2: so there's a lot of stories we want to talk to people about. <laughs> we want to discover them. We do. And we want to discover more about this area, this community, and about you. Mm-hmm. So we thank you for listening and being a part of this. And uh, I will just encourage you to uh, leave a review on whatever format you're listening to this on. Like, subscribe, all of those things. Leave us a review. And uh, listen again. You've yes. been
0: listening to Talk of the Town with Jeals and Carmen, the podcast for the Mount Mansfield community. Thank you for listening, and we hope to see you again next podcast.